Hello, hello, and welcome to the Inglorious Pastors Podcast, where we talk about spirituality, news, and the fact that the sun will come out tomorrow. <laughs> Bet your bottom dollar that tomorrow there'll be sun. Let him go. <laughs> Love that it isn't Michael being yeah. the, uh, the one this week. Uh, my name is Michael Basinger. With me are Matt Polly. Hello. Brad Polly, hey, hey. and together we are the Inglorious Bastards. Uh, today we have a special guest. Um, Brandon Andrus is back. Randy. Randy. <laughs> Randy Andrus. Randy, Randy Andrus. And we have a new next for Brandon. Uh, and Michael oh did God. it again. Every time. Every, every, every we're just going to play week, it the whole episode. Uh, I just got excited about Randy. Okay. <laughs> I got Randy about Randy. Um, so Brandon Andrus is an author. He's a speaker, a podcaster, and a blogger. This is his, this is his dark net research. We already did it once. I got to do it again. Deeper, deeper, deeper dig net. this time. Um, since Brandon's last visit <laughs> on our podcast, twenty nine episodes ago, like he was number ten, wasn't he? Uh, I think eleven, maybe. The Christian <laughs> in politics one, yeah. whatever that one. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, it's um, been. A while. He has started his uh, his own podcast called Outside the Walls. Um, episodes that range anywhere from three to fifteen minutes. We've talked about it on the podcast. Like, uh, what do we call it? Gorilla, gorilla, gorilla theater. theater. Very good. <laughs> Featuring content from Shaden Claiborne, Richard Rohr, Richard Jacobson, Brian Zond, and some guy named Matt Pauling. Weird. <laughs> One of these things just doesn't belong here. <laughs> um, so it's definitely terrible you said that about Richard Jacobson. I can't <laughs> believe you would say something like that about somebody, somebody in the pub. Love you, Richard. <laughs> Richard, we love you more than we love Matt. So. Yes, we do. Uh, That's you a can pretty, find pretty Brandon, low bar, though. Brandon on brandonandrus.com, Outside the Walls podcast on iTunes. Get it. Download it. It's yeah, good it's listen. really good. Uh, I listened to the most recent one. Hated, hated this last one. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Really. Almost <laughs> sent you a tweet that just said F you. Like, that <laughs> almost, I almost texted you that because it was, it was one to, of to those. To use some old uh, churchy language, it was certainly convicting. You, you, have, really, you have no idea how many uh, texts I get that actually say that. <laughs> <laughs> do you honestly? Seriously? You really do? Yeah, pretty much. Huh. People, people say that to you like based on your podcast? Yeah, I think so. Oh, that's great. I think so. It might just be my general character. (laughs) Maybe it's the podcast. Remind me to give you my phone number later. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Or I need to get yours so I can send you (laughs) text messages and say, fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Brandon Andrews. You forgot to mention that I'm a politics expert. Uh, (laughs) Our our politics correspondent. (laughs) 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 So, uh, Brandon, uh, last time we had him on the podcast, was like, we were going to talk about uh, we were going to talk about something totally different than politics last time, but then we changed it last minute to politics. <laughs> I don't and, even know why we did that. There's why literally did we... not anything you hate more than politics. Yeah, <laughs> that's like, right. so we've had him on twice now to basically and talk about politics. And then we did the same thing. We had another topic lined up, <laughs> and then la- last, last night, night or this morning, happened. this morning, we're like we we shot him a message or he shot us a message, and he's like, you know, if you guys needed to decompress. Like, I get it. Yeah, we'll decompress like, with you on it. Yeah, but we need you to talk about this election. So. Anyway. Dirty pastors. Yes, yes. Yeah. indeed. Dirty, indeed. Dirty pastors. Um, Brandon can be found at Brandon Andrus on Twitter, at Walls underscore podcast um, on Twitter as well. Everything Fa- else was taken. <laughs> <laughs> Facebook.com slash uh, author Brandon Andrus. So um, we'll say all of that at the end, too. So. 
It's all right. Anything else you want to plug? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm, hey, Brandon, how you doing today? <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, Brandon. I'm miserable today. Great. If so, if you want to say fuck you to Brandon, <laughs> uh, Twitter oh, at Brandon Andrews. <laughs> Oh, no, just kidding. Don't do that. Say I love you, Brandon. <laughs> oh my God! The man brings the man brings communion into this home. And this is how you this treat is how him. We treat him. <laughs> well, we're talking about politics. It's going to happen. Oh. Um, quick, quick reminder: uh, live episode next week. Yeah, fortieth episode, um, November sixteenth, seven p.m. Eastern. Like us on Facebook.com slash Pastors Podcast. Um, send us your questions. Um, you can slide into our DMs or anything on Twitter, on Facebook. We're, we're going to start collecting those ASAP. And then we'll take questions live, too. About anything. About anything. Yep. So, Brandon, how are you, buddy? How are you feeling? I'm doing really good. Thanks. <laughs> cool. So you're getting tonight. <laughs> I'm good. This has been the uh, Inglorious Pastors podcast. Thank you for coming. This is the very final episode. <laughs> so, the dramatic conclusion. First episode, fire Donald Trump into the sun. Last episode, fire Donald Brandon Andrus into the sun because he won't talk. No, I was going to say uh, last episode, Donald Trump fires us into the sun. Yes, like literally, <laughs> quite literally. Yeah. Um, oh, so boy. it all comes full circle. Yeah, yep, it does, it does indeed. Um, so we, like we, we said earlier, we really wrestled with having this episode and what it, form and shape it would take. Um, and we talked to our turds in the pub and, uh, those are the people who support us on Patreon and, uh, they really thought it was important that we have a conversation tonight. Yeah. So that's why we're here. Um, we were, and we were really wrestling all day with, so do we just do a discussion and can everything else? And really didn't come to a conclusion on that until about an hour ago. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. we were still talking about it a half hour, 45 yeah, minutes ago. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I think we should probably mention why we decided to go ahead and just do the full thing. Yeah, I think. Wh- why did we do that? Well, <laughs> did we ever land on a reason? We just kind of went for it. Uh, because I think it's important to laugh. Yeah, I think it's important to have normalcy too. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, Tyler Berkeley posted something in the pub today. It was good. Yeah, you, well, from really Luther, good. I think. Yeah, yeah it's from Martin Luther. Brilliant. The only man. thing that Luther has ever said that's brilliant. garbage. Add this to his. Uh, <laughs> not say, a Luther at fan. Anders, at Brandon Anders on Twitter for not, all your not, uh, comments. Not a Luther I, fan. I can see that I'm saying everything that's on my mind tonight. You don't so. like the you don't like the more piercing anti-Semitism <laughs> of Luther. That's why you always leave a note. Hashtag Luther. All right. Uh, what are we drinking? What's going on? Uh, I've already almost polished the whole beer off. Yeah, so, uh, Brandon was Brandon was gracious enough to bring us three uh, uh, bottles of zombie dust from three, three Floyds. Floyds in Munster, Indiana. Oh man! And it is everything. It's really good. it's really good. You yeah. can't find it. So it don't is delightful. Try. Yeah, they they limit their production of it, and Which, they limit. Can I just how, say that pisses me off. Yeah, so bad when breweries do that. So someone gifted it to me, yeah. and I re-gifted it to you. Yes. We appreciate that. Yeah, and okay. then I gifted you a beer. Yeah, thanks. So it's, it's kind of chamomile every, tea. It is kind of yeah. <laughs> beer. Does it taste yeah. like chamomile? It, it does. does. Yeah. yeah, it does. Oh, nice. What's that beer? It's called uh, Brandon's drinking Scary Jesus Rockstar from Dark Horse Brewing Company in Marshall, Michigan. What kind of tea do you think Jesus drinks? It's, <laughs> chamomile tea, green tea. It took him a little longer this episode, but he got there, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's apricot, full cam- leaf tea, apricot chamomile pale ale. 
What did he say? <laughs> You're like the bubble. Is it a full tea. leaf tea? Is it a full leaf tea? Is it an instant tea? tea? English breakfast Caffeinated tea? tea? <laughs> is it a tea infusion? <laughs> I think I think Keep Jesus going. likes passion fruit tea. <laughs> wow. wow. Oh. <laughs> Rim shot. Here's the thing that wasn't even a joke till I said it. <laughs> I, I was like, oh. I like when you turn your own light bulb on, Michael. That's nice. <laughs> Yep, it's very special. Yep. So Jesus' passion tea—that's that's that's Jesus's favorite tea. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I love that that your own joke brought you that much joy. <laughs> oh man. Um, yeah. So uh, that's what we're drinking. Uh, this round is uh, well. It's 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 it's. <laughs> <laughs> is on the uh, Brandon. It's just a ridiculous. Is on Brandon uh, and Brad, but we're also going to say it's on the Pastor's Pub. It is. Um, one dollar will get you in the pub. patreoncom slash Podcast. Had a new guest, but fifteen minutes ago. Yeah, yeah something uh, like that. Twenty had, minutes ago. Had a quite a few. Yeah. Um, things discussed in the pub this week. Yeah. A ton of election coverage. Yeah, just call it that. That was yeah, pretty much it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did before the election. Uh, we talked about tattoos and the meanings behind them, mm-hmm. the treatment of introverts, uh, male white privilege, our white male privilege. Sorry, I wrote that weird. Um, <laughs> turds meeting up in real life, so people mm-hmm. are getting together and hanging out. Yep. Uh, the official pastor's uh, the pastor's phone wallpaper. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that's so good, so good, man. And uh, that's Brandy Roberts. Roberts. Yeah, yeah. Um, who? And, uh, Brandy Roberts. Who? <laughs> Brandy. Brandy. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Nice. Um, and <laughs> really glad we brought him over today. Uh, and oh last boy. but not least. Uh, uh, the second coming of Brandon Andrus. He was gone. <laughs> now he's back. <laughs> now he is back. You know, the the back, best thing ever, back, though, was... Welcome back. Well, thank you. <laughs> I need more of that in my life. Yes. Um, the best one was the uh, female pastors. Yeah. Potential podcast. Yeah. Yes. The, sister, the sisters. The sisters. sisters which is yeah. fantastic. May, it might have an offshoot podcast coming yeah. very soon a from s- some of sister? the ladies in the pub. A sister. A twisted sister. Twisted. Twisted cyst herds. That's what yes. it should be. Yes. yes. Yeah, market. Uh, Twisted cyst herds. Write it on your hearts. Um, Not to go all like male authority on you, but we just named your podcast. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> male white privilege. I feel like we need to edit that out just in case somebody else is listening and is like, I'm going to down. I'm going to steal that right now. Don't do it. That's it's not probably nice. not going to happen. Right. No, I doubt it. Probably not. Um, so uh, let's go into the news feed. I don't have the music. Do you want me to play the music? No. 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 Into the news feed. No, we don't. Okay, so I have two short ones. Both of them involve parachuting. Uh, strangely enough. so Tragic endings. Uh, not tragic. Um, funny ending. So this one is, is entitled Santa Claus is Coming to Splat. Uh, they're in Brazil <clears throat> at a Brazilian shopping mall. Uh, a skydiver dressed as Santa Claus uh, missed his mark and slammed into a parked car. Here's the gif of it. <laughs> Nope. Man, Man, he missed it by a lot. Like I I'm not even sure where his landing spot is supposed I know, to like, be. It's it's literally a parking lot. So like there's an you know, like an uh, area where they the cars can drive so, back and forth, but like you'll never get me to jump out of a plane. No. But, like I've always wondered like what you guys wouldn't even like do that, roller coasters, right? No. I'll do some, not some smaller ones. Anyway, so what what is the, the what's where does the oh shit moment happen on that? When like when does the skydiver know that they're screwed and yeah. they completely miss their mark? I, I'm guessing 
Like, it has to be a, pr- a few seconds before it actually happens. Yeah. I'm guessing about the time he got over those cars, like, he knew... I guess there was a gust of wind or something sort of pushed him off course. And, like, once that happens, you're that low. You're Wherever you're going, you're going. Yeah. You're not stopping that. Did he, I assume he survived. He's fine. Yeah, he yeah. wasn't... I don't think he was seriously injured. Surprised. The car The car was... They busted the back window, and there's a fairly decent-sized oh, wow. Santa Claus-sized dent in it. So <laughs> uh, they're helping the person with the repairs for the car, which is oh, good. So, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, they did... R- so, but, but I, like, I thought about this. I thought about this, like, you know, when they skydive out of planes, like, you know, for football games, like, they have a fairly... Yeah. Why would you skydive into a parking lot? Is that <laughs> happening a lot? Is, are oh, people yeah. skydiving? Oh, yeah. It's uh, like the Marines will do it, or Army. Uh, the Special Forces will have the football strapped to them. This it's is pretty NFL? impressive, actually. Yeah. They generally hit about the 50-yard line, yeah. which is pretty amazing. They're pretty, nice. pretty impressive. A little, little bit more impressive than this, although this was hilarious. <laughs> Brandon, do you skydive? I will never skydive. Yeah, have you done it before? Either. I have never skydived. All right. Uh, would you do it, Mikey? Hot take. Nope, wouldn't do it. No, I, would, I don't no think way. you could. You would have to shove me out of that plane. Like You'd have to shove me into the plane, strap me down, and then unstrap me and shove me out of the plane. I yeah. mean, just getting into a plane in general is, is you know, a little bit terrifying, but jumping out of one, yeah. holy <laughs> yeah. shit. Yeah, no yeah. way. Yeah. So speaking of jumping out of things, uh, surfing and base jumping off a zip line is something I've never seen before. This is the title. Um, literally, on a zip line, there's a guy on a surfboard. Whoa. Jumping off into a canyon. That is what? Just what? Yeah. I mean, I don't know why that's different so than regular base jumping. Who comes up with that? I don't know. So what we get. What so we here's get, what we're gonna do. We I mean, do, like, we're just that. We get a rope. We tie it across the canyon. I guess this is where I'm I feel gonna get like, on a surfboard. <laughs> I feel like extreme sports guys are just bored at this point. Like they've kind of done everything <laughs> they can do. And, and I like, think that's you know what, what this is. I'll yeah. ride a surfboard down a zip line. I don't even give a shit. But they're going 45 miles an hour down that zip line and then jumping off about 2,000 feet in the air. So yeah, yeah we're I guess whatever gets you high, man. I, don't, yeah, I guess. I want to either that or cocaine. So. Cocaine seems a lot safer, to be honest. Oh, yeah. With yeah. Yeah, I think they'll probably add a uh, Santa Claus suit to it next. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's right. that'll make it extreme. I'm only hoping. Yeah. And taste a, a, a scorching hot pepper while they're doing it. That's extreme. X X X extreme X dash extreme. Extreme. Um, okay. I once hired a guy who um, who did parkour. He was. I don't really have a good story about it, but <laughs> that's kind of funny enough in its own right. <laughs> but there are actual people who who do parkour. There, and I always said those parkour, people, parkour. Those guys like just jump office. off stuff, like just randomly jump off like city stuff, With like style. Yeah, they jump off. And, yeah. You know, they make, make a coffee and, drink and he'd jump over the uh, counter to give it to the <laughs> for customer. sure. He yeah. he'd throw it through his leg first, you know. <laughs> he'd do like a barrel. have you guys seen that? he'd do like a barrel roll behind I, the line with have the you guys coffee. seen the, the the new thing about the the water bottle tossing yeah. thing yeah yeah he I, that's that's he, not parkour though that's just a he, trick that my ten year old thinks is funny allegedly I mean who knows it might have started with the parkour crew <laughs> have you seen the mannequin thing they're doing now yeah that's actually kind of it's kind of funny actually, funny, actually. Really yeah is. I think I saw Hillary Clinton do it yesterday their whole their plane the whole plane did. Oh yeah. yeah, that wasn't a joke. I, I think no, that she really. Did. Yeah. I did see that video. It's actually pretty. It's pretty comical. Like uh, they're all on the plane, like standing and sitting in various things. Bon Jovi's on the plane for some reason yeah. because I guess why that's not? With a guitar, that'll, that'll motivate the youth <laughs> yeah. vote. Yeah, yep. <laughs> an aging, <laughs> aging rock star. Yeah, <laughs> I wondered what he was up to. <laughs> He's making really terrible music. I heard his new song in a Target today, and I was like, literally, just stood dumbfounded at how <laughs> shitty it was. It was Have so a nice bad. day. 
I don't know. That's that's my. I thought movie. it's my life was the Actually, worst I song did. he could put out, and this one was way worse. Well, I think that I heard the commercial for it. He said it was something about the. I was sitting in a room and I looked around, and there's these four walls, and I was like, "That's the direction this whole album has to go." These four walls. <laughs> I was like, wow. Thanks, John. <laughs> that was uh, it? That's deep. Yeah. Is that real? What what goes on between these four walls? John's running out of ideas. Jeez. <laughs> well, the, uh, Brad and I pulled into a funeral the other day, and Wanted Dead or Alive came on. I don't... It's just kind of a dead interesting... Dead or Alive. Terrible both, way to enter into We both a just kind of looked at each other and just kind of turned it off. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go ahead and go, yeah, go ahead and that. turn that down. I still, I love, I do love living on a prayer. There's nothing like singing that song, I, belting it out. I will listen to older Bon Jovi if I'm kind of for nostalgia's sake. Because I think the first one of the first tapes Can I ever owned. Can we not owned, call it good though? Can we just no. call it it's nostalgia? No, it's, it's yeah. a difference. The, yeah. One of the first tapes I ever owned was Slippery When Wet. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, I remember you had that. Yeah, I did. It was really one of the first tapes I owned. My first CD was in Vogue. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I remember that. A little, little peek into the old. At one point, little you, peek into the old brand. At one point, uh, you, owned, you at one point you owned a three CDs in Vogue, the first Foo Fighters, and Jodeci. Oh, <laughs> Jodeci, Arrested Development, and uh, Clint Black. I did. Oh, yeah. Man. I always had a pretty eclectic music. Taste. I, I had an Alan Jackson CD. Eclectic at one point. is like the the modern progressive <laughs> word for shitty. Do you remember? Do you remember my first two CDs? Brian Adams, Brian, Brian Adams, <laughs> greatest hits. No, it? waking the neighbors and into the fire. Oh, that's right. Had both yeah. of them. Yeah, that's good stuff. Because it had the Robin Hood theme song on. What was your favorite? What was your first one? Have you ever really? Oh wait, no, that was. No. Uh, they're not done. Yet. What was the? <laughs> <laughs> you guys just talk amongst yourselves. We're gonna have a <laughs> <this laughs> conversation. Hey, remember that time? <laughs> Get in the basement. <laughs> when mom caught us listening to Warrant. <laughs> Shut up, awesome. Mom. I'm listening to Cherry Pie. I mean, it's Striper. <laughs> it's a metaphor, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, so uh, moving on to anybody else's uh, newsfeed items. Uh, no, no. I want to hear what, what Brandon's first record was. Uh, first CD, I think, was... Um, you remember that... You'll remember. News, uh, newsboys. Wait, you hated obviously. music? <laughs> it was a newsboy. You had terrible taste. <laughs> no, it sounds like you were into R&B a little bit. Uh, I was into, yeah, whatever. Yeah. yeah. I had Shy. Ah! S-H-A-I. Yes, I remember them. Yeah. So that, I think that was my very wow, first one. I don't one. feel as embarrassed yeah. anymore. I appreciate that, Brandon. I can remember when uh, we got our first CD player. And I didn't actually have any CDs, so I got like I had I'd gotten one for free, like because I went to some Christian bookstore and they were giving away free CDs. I'm oh. like, I'll keep it. So it was a split track <laughs> of Charlie Peacock, oh, and the other half was Sarah Mason. Totally, totally obscure uh, uh, artist, but um, I ha- still have some of the songs room room like in my head. We know I'm you really do. surprised by All that. All Fall Down yeah. by Sarah Mason was really super shocking there. Sarah Mason's sister actually, I think, married John Foreman. Fun fact. Why do I know that? Why do you know that? The title of your memoir is going to be When Shitty Music Goes In, It Doesn't Come Out. <laughs> the Michael oh, Bay Singer story. story and expose. My second album was Jesus Freak. So Everybody that, had that. Everybody on that album. That was my yeah. second second one. Anybody that was in youth group in the 90s. In the yeah. early '90s, on on that that record. and uh, uh, was a big house by Audio uh, Journal. Yeah, no, it was it was um, don't censor me. Don't censor me. That's yeah. right. So, the That's even the crazier the thing is that I remember when those came <laughs> out. I was me. just so thankful that those came out at the time. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> thank goodness. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. I can remember when on Don't Censor Me, um, there's a track where uh, Kevin Smith, now Kevin Max, um, played a song, and I was like, man, that's so awesome. They know each other. Yeah. DC talking on Adrenaline, like they were in a room together. Yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine being in that room? Pretty big news. Yeah. Yeah. Move, move on. All right. So, um, <laughs> did you have a, did you come up with the news? Yeah, I've got one. Okay. Let's hear it. I was going to bring this last week and then I found two other ones that I liked more and then I couldn't come up with anything funny today. Uh, so I'll use this. A guy makes fully functional Nikon camera Halloween costume, spends the whole evening taking pics. Really? Fully functional and it's the size of his body. Holy crap. It goes crap. over his body. And he built it, and it's a fully functional Nikon camera. That's crazy. So here's Randy. some of the pictures he took with it. <laughs> his name's it shows the. It shows... I mean, this is the size of that thing. Wow. Like, it's like the size of his patio oh, door. Okay. No, Michael, I wasn't going there. Uh, but here's some of the pictures he took. <laughs> but thank you for going. From the party. Gosh. He was at a party. And they're like really good That's quality really cool. pictures. So, so, yeah. Was there like... I don't understand how it's, that was actually. There's a video, and actually, there's some pictures. I won't. It's this a podcast, so I yeah. can't show the audience. But there's pictures on the article. If pictures you are worth a thousand words. Come about on, how he some. rigged it up. It's that's pretty cool. cool. Yeah. So he put a functional camera in it yeah, and made figured, it work. Okay. Yeah. So that's cool. Yeah. That's really great. It's really creative. Yep. Cool. So that's uh, yeah. check check that out. So I've got a few stories uh, per use. Oh, my gosh. Um, you're welcome. Um, oh so boy. first of all, this is just a short one. Um, so a man has decided that he is going to... Are you laughing at short one? <laughs> I, tr- I restrained myself. <laughs> okay. No um, he, he decided that he, he was going to go on a honeymoon. So he decided that um, in order to pay for his honeymoon... He's going to sell his prized Cheeto Bald Eagle. It is a... <laughs> All right. A, uh, it's not where I saw that going, but... It is a Cheeto in the shape of a bald eagle. Um, he, uh, I'll show you some pictures. Um, he's hoping to get 5000 for this. It uh, does um, not look anything like a bald uh, it's eagle. It's perched on something, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. yeah but still... Yeah. Mm. So, well, all right. His hopes and dreams are uh, to some dumbass is going to pay for that. It'll happen. Yeah. He wants five grand for that. So that's <laughs> okay. Jeez. If if you got five grand to burn on that, you have way too much money and time on your hands. Yep. Um. So there's that. So we'll show you that picture of the Cheeto. Um. But Cheetos come in weird shapes. So fun fact. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, like I've right. never, I've never concentrated that hard on the Cheetos I'm <laughs> eating. Like I just shove fistfuls in my mouth. That's just what I do. <laughs> I don't even, I don't even look at them. Like um, in other, in other news, uh, in Florida, a of course Florida. Thanks Florida. I'm gonna whatever. <laughs> wasn't just Florida. Uh, nah, Florida. wasn't just Florida. Right. Just Florida. A squirrel injures several people in an angry rampage at the Florida Senior Center. I saw that. So the squirrel just basically went on an angry rampage and entered the building and went to the activity room and started jumping on people, biting them, and scratching them. Ooh, that's bad. Yeah, that's, that's I mean... Rabies are bad. Nobody seen Outbreak. <laughs> <laughs> this is how it starts. <laughs> Somebody called Dustin Hoffman. Yeah, man. So, oh, man, I just thought of a way to lead into the Cheeto joke. Well, it's a little late. It's a little late for that, buddy. There's Sorry. a connection with Donald Trump. Oh, boy. Now yeah. we're good. Let's yeah. not do that. Now yeah. we're good. <laughs> Speaking of presidents, Orange is the New Black. Uh-huh. All right, move on. All right. Speaking of Voldemort, um, anybody seen the new Harry Potter movie? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, it's called Real Life. All right. Um, 
<laughs> just made a black joke and an, and an Oompa Loompa joke. Never mind. <laughs> just move on. Keep going, Michael. All right. Power, put um, your head down and power through. <laughs> uh, and the best of all, uh, speaking, speaking of Florida, another Florida, uh, Florida man leaving a strip club Falls out Wait, of his... Did you say shrimp club? <laughs> it did sound like shrimp club. Okay, I wasn't the only one I was thinking. I had to, Sorry, I, got, I had to process that for a minute. I was like, wait, a shrimp club? Oh, yeah. he said shrimp club. He was a half second ahead of me. Yeah, we were all thinking it. Yeah, so he was leaving the shrimp club. Sorry, I have a little bit of a cold. So um, it's... Yeah, sorry. So a Florida man was leaving a strip club. There we go. Um, he falls out of his truck and runs over himself. He may have been intoxicated. Uh, allegedly, <laughs> imagine that he was he was leaving the strip club. He fell out of his truck, ran over his own legs. Um, having around two fifteen. <laughs> Go ahead and laugh. It's fine. Having around two fifteen a.m. Tuesday, um, and the cr- the truck continued to cross the highway, crashed into a duplex, uh, oh. and uh, one man told Wesh that his uh, Wesh is the the channel. Um, that his mom was sleeping when the impact of the crash knocked her to the ground. She Jeez. had minor injuries to her neck. So, yeah, I'm like a I don't, like a runaway truck. Old, I mean those on a runaway truck. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's a 28 year old man from Florida. So, thanks for that. Yeah, that's uh, we. That's all we've got for now. <laughs> Thank God. Um, now we're going to go into uh, further up, further in. No, Fat no. Pastors. Oh, we fat have pastors. Fat Pastors stuff. Fat food, pastors. man. Oh, yeah. I cannot forget Fat Pastors, and we must, <laughs> must play the song. So, <laughs> Is that where we landed on that? Yeah. Dad, damn it. And that is, I'm getting... Uh, that's bad. That's not good. No, Do we need to pause the show for... Now we're good. Um, a time? <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah, here we go. Here's Fat Pastors. Maybe. <laughs> Things have changed since you were here last, Brandon. The symbol crash does it. Yep. Things. We're gonna listen to it again. Yeah. (laughs) Seriously, no, stop it. We're not (laughs) listening to it again. Oh my gosh. Was this a remix? You know, some things have changed and some things haven't changed. Yeah, some things will never change. <laughs> yeah, pastors are consistent, if anything. All right, uh, what do we got? Uh, we've got goodies from Walker, Texas Ranger. Texas Ranger. Hi. <laughs> uh, I've already decided we're going to rate these out of uh, one out of five Chuck Norris's. Yes, right. roundhouse yes. kicks. No, roundhouse kicks. <laughs> Check yeah. noise we'll roundhouse, roundhouse kicks. Let's do, uh, roundhouse it kicks. really doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, sure, we'll go with roundhouse kicks. kicks. <laughs> <laughs> Michael's pretty excited about that, yes. so I'm going to let him have that. Uh, okay, first we have um, uh, Marzipan. Hey. Classic Marzipan. She says... Uh, <laughs> it just says dark I chocolate made mozzie. A, I once made a marzipan voodoo effigy of the Fonz while smoking Bolivian prayer hash at Sammy Davis's house. <laughs> I was trying to think of that quote today, and thank I couldn't, I couldn't remember Dr. it Dr. Evil, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, <laughs> uh, thank you. Billy Patterson will appreciate that. Yes. He's a big quote guy. Um, all she says about it is, my favorite. So all right. uh, apparently, <laughs> apparently she's a big fan of marzipan. Texas so. Ranger. I mean, who isn't, really? I need the Texas Ranger theme song. I don't know how it goes. Uh, yeah, I don't either. I don't either. I've literally never watched an episode. All right. I think if she gives us any food next time, we need. To, I'll, I'll have to make a, a theme song for her. I'm not sure. I'm not sure I've ever had marzipan. Oh wow, that's really good. It sounds like a, a name of somebody foreign. 
It's like an almond joy. I'm gonna get my kid Marzi. Mm. Ma'am. I really like when Michael's really proud of himself. Like, he is. He's got that grin. I think Sarah would agree with Pan, too. She's a big Peter Pan fan. Man, that's good. This is my French foreign exchange student, Marzi Pan. <laughs> <laughs> is there coconut in that? Mm-hmm. It tastes like an Almond Joy. Like a really good, high-quality Almond Joy. It has nuts. Mounds don't. <laughs> okay, then it's Mounds. That's Nuts-less. good. I'll give that a four, man. That's good. That's tasty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll go with uh, four. What are we doing? Roundhouse round kicks. Round, four roundhouse kicks. <laughs> Once again, it Brandon, matters. what do you got? How many roundhouse kicks? I'm going with four and a half roundhouse mm, kicks. Nice. Uh, okay, so we have... So these scare <coughs> the shit out of me. What? The uh, car- caramels. Oh, those? Yeah. yeah. Okay, or so we have... Indiana. Caramel. <laughs> There's a there's a city in Indiana called Carmel. These are uh, Cafe so Noir. Calls caramel, Carmel. She says, "Oh my god, good lord, dude! Well, there's bottles everywhere, man. It's like a freaking <laughs> Matt, frat like house a in here. In here. Um, Matt, Matt pre-gamed a little too much. Cafe Noir oh, Carmel smells like coffee. Both dude. of these caramel candies are local to Boston. I'm so. going six on this. <laughs> <laughs> this is Carmel, six. Carmel, 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 on board. Oh my goodness. Oh wow. Yeah. Oh my god! Six out of five. <laughs> mm. mm-hmm. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. I wow, could do one of these a day, and that's about it. Mm-hmm. But man, yeah, that's exa- I wouldn't want more than one. But man, those are that's that heavy, delightful. heavy coffee. Wow! I feel like that just peeled the enamel off my <laughs> teeth. <laughs> Wait a second! Your teeth are completely black. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. Mm-hmm. Mm. I'll give that. Uh, I'll give that four and a half roundhouse kicks. I'll give that four and a half. The only reason because the next ones I think are going to be even better. Wow. I, get, I give it a five. I'm going ten. I don't know. The, the next, next one, one scares the shit out of me, and I like scotch. Uh, these are single malt scotch caramels. Caramel. Oh, shit. Sorry. I should have saved a. Should have done four point five on the last one just to save the five for this. All right, I'm keeping these. That's fine. You guys are pretty stingy with your roundhouse kicks. <laughs> I like all the paper ring rattled. I get no scotch in that. But that's insanely delicious. I got a caramel. little bit. I get some. Mm. All right, get away from the mic, guys. That's I'm disgusting. scotch sensitive. You guys don't get scotch? No. No, there's a little. There's I get no hint. scotch whatsoever. Those are really freaking good. I get it. Mouthful of scotch. I think I actually like that one even better than the coffee one. That's that a five for me. Really yeah. good. Yeah. I give it a five or two. I'll go five. That may be our first. First fives? Five roundhouse kicks. No, we have five. crap. That was really good. Yeah. Yeah, that's 20 roundhouse kicks to the face. (laughs) 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 A goose. A goose. A goose. (laughs) Texas Ranger with the hookup. Thank you, Walker, Texas Ranger. Literally never going to get those out of my teeth. Mm -hmm. Thanks, Janet. Really glad I have braces. Can you uh, get us some waters, or <laughs> you want waters? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, hold on a second. Brad already finished his his beer. It's well, gone. I finished my first beer, <laughs> so we'll go back to the uh, what are you drinking section. I'm now drinking a uh, uh, from Einstock Brewery in Iceland, uh, Icelandic Arctic Berry Ale. It has uh, Arctic bilberries in it. 
Bilberries? Bilberries. It's sim- it's kind of a European blueberry. Yeah, those are blueberries picked by Bilbo Baggins. Yep, that's the exactly what they are. Yep, that's exactly what they are, yep. Michael. Bilberries picked by Bilbo freaking Baggins. Right out of the Shire. <laughs> yep, right out of the Shire. Fresh <laughs> off the Shire. Yep, not Europe, but the Shire. Yep. <laughs> Bilbo, Bilbo I love just Baggins. going along with him. <laughs> yep. <laughs> It's one of my favorites. You know, here's the thing. Like, sometimes I walk away to get water or another <laughs> beer or something, and, like, I miss these conversations because I'm doing something. I'm really glad I heard that one. Yeah. <laughs> yep, that's uh, Bilbo's blueberries. Wow, that caramel. Wow. That was rich. Yeah. How, how, how long are we going we gonna to vamp for, for Matt to well, get we're back? Just, yeah, yeah, we're just, yeah. Can I get a refill or um, <laughs> a bar winch? Waiter. Waiter, can we just talk about how if you're a Christian, you need to tip well? Quit being a dick. Yeah, well, that's that should go without saying. I don't know. The waiters drop the uh, bottles like three times now. (laughs) That's very true. (laughs) That's a good point. That's true. All right, I'm back. Um, so now we're gonna go into further up, further in. Where we we're gonna talk about? We don't know what we're gonna talk about. Yeah, we kind of know what we're gonna talk about. Yeah, sort of. So who wants to lead us into this? Um, hmm. So last night. So last night happened. <laughs> yeah. Let's just start there. It happened. It so was, for those in the future, for most of our listeners, it was worst case scenario. Let's just be honest. Let, well, let's say let's say exactly what happened. So in the future, people are going to listen to six months now and be like, "What happened last night?" Donald Trump was um, elected president of the United States of America. Yes. Yes, so. that Donald Trump. Yep. Yeah, the guy from uh, um, The Apprentice. Okay. With any luck, he at least the best thing that could come out of is he put all the uh, polling companies out of business forever. So yeah, they were not yeah, right. They were they were about as far off as you could possibly be. Yeah. So um, so that that happened. So I think we just talk about so what what now? Like yeah. the the pub today was kind of a um, therapy session, sounding board slash. Yeah. Venting session, vomitorium, the, the cum- community toilet. It was, yeah, yeah, yeah. it was. Yeah, yeah it really I mean, was. that's a good way to put it. Like, I, we mean that sort of like the <laughs> the best way possible. It was definitely like a. Uh, it is a place for solidarity. It's yeah. like, yeah, this all sucks, and we all think this sucks. Last night, like it was like constant, like constant. Yeah, updates. constant. Yeah. Um, and I, I think it's important that we say that that the pub is a place where people um, feel safe. Yeah, and so. What people it's definitely been post a, on it's their definitely Facebook been a refuge for people, which putting, is good. Yeah. Yeah. Are putting it there, and they're it's being heard and received, and there's conversations, real conversations about people that are really going through with this whole situation. So it's yeah. been good, and we have, but it has been a lot. Yeah, and it's kind of worth mentioning in the pub. We have kind of a lot of walks of life in the pub, mm-hmm. and we have minority groups. We have. Uh, White people that can't figure out what the hell happened. We have LGBT, LGBT. I mean, a little bit of everybody, yeah. honestly. Um, Atheists. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of an interesting mix of what was happening and what people were saying. But the, I, the the common thread was sort of I'm not really sure where we go from here. Um, I think there was a real sense of <clears throat> after the shock wore off, if it has worn off, I guess mm-hmm. I should say, a real sense of uh, hopelessness. Yeah. Um, fear of not sure what's going to happen, which we really don't. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't really know. 
I, I think it's going to be kind of random tonight. I, I've got a few random thoughts. Brandon's apparently got some because he just lived. Brandon's got head. like notes. I'm ready for any direction. <laughs> All right, I'm ready. I, I think. Are you ready for one direction? <laughs> Okay, so let's band. let's actually let's start with you, Brandon. Here's why. So no, let's not. Actually. Well, no, I think so. Here's why I say that because you're you're somebody that the last time we talked to you, you talked about sort of in your mind as a Christian, while you sort of have checked out of the political process. I know that's probably not the way to put that, but checked out of the system, maybe is the best way to say it. Well, and I think so, the, and the reason you said, I think it's important to state the reason. The reasoning I remember you saying was. You don't want to put yourself against someone else that's a brother, right? Because there are people on yeah, yeah, yeah. that are brothers in Christ on brothers and sisters in Christ on every on both sides of that spectrum on every side of the spectrum. Yep. And you don't want to pitch yourself, and that's I'm 100 percent on board with that. So I think that's important to state that you have checked out, but there's a reason why you yeah, checked yeah, yeah, out. It right. wasn't just apathy. It wasn't. It was just oh, like right, I don't want right. to put myself against yes. other people. Yep. So so what how do you how do you i think it's pretty obvious how the three of us view what happened last night how do you view what happened last night and how what is your what's the way forward in your mind so maybe what we can do is just kind of walk through all of this and mm-hmm. then i mean if if the main question is how do we move forward then maybe that's the way that we can end is really talking about yeah real life, practical, tangible, concrete ways that we can move forward. And, you know, I, it's a really interesting time for me because without having a horse in the race, um, I, I, I realized yesterday evening that I was going to wake up aching no matter which way it went. Mm -hmm. And and I say that because and it really has nothing to do with either one of the candidates as much as it has. I said candidates, candidates. <laughs> um, it, Go to the, went to the Michael School, sure. Michael Michael Basinger <laughs> School of Language. Rubbing off on me. It, it really has less to do with the candidates than it does the deep divisions that we yeah. have in our country. Yeah. And I can tell you that waking up today, I honestly have never felt this feeling that I've had yeah. all day long mm-hmm. of just. And the, the closest that I can come to it is just a completely broken heart. Yep. Yeah. And, you know, I, I completely understand. I mean, we, we could go down the line and I understand positions on both sides. And, you know, let's let's just state it right up front. There are extremes on both ends. Uh, sure. We, we, we reject both of those yep. unequivocally. You know, there are reasonable people who, you know, I think I'll, I'll, I'll sidebar for a second. I, I heard one of my friends basically say that every single person who voted for Trump was a racist. Right. And, yeah. and I'm just going to have to reject that. Yeah. Yep. You know, I, I, I will reject on either side things that are so completely, um, completely dualistic, completely extreme. But the truth of it is, is that there are people who, who there are all the people who voted were faced with really bad candidates. Yeah. Okay. There, there are significant deep flaws. We could measure them one against another. One's worse than the other. Either side of the political spectrum viewed the other candidate as the absolute worst. And oddly enough, had a hard time seeing the worst in their own candidate. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think, you know, 
I think some people on either side acknowledge the fact that they had a flawed candidate and that some people actually picked based on a single issue on either side or, you know, you know what I'm saying? So th- yeah. I'm saying that not every person on either side is evil or bad. I, I reject, you know, painting one whole side of the voting uh, block as bad people because the truth is, is they're just not. So I, I just wanted to say that up front because I think that we all want to stand here united and say that we jet reject extremism yeah. on either side. Yes. And the, I think the place where I want to be moving is a place where, and we'll talk about some of these things later, but moving toward a place of conversation, of reconciliation and healing, of doing more listening than talking, and those kinds of things. And I'll, t- I'll show you one example, and then I'll let you guys go for it. But we were watching uh, f- football on Sunday, and at the end of the game, my wife and I just kind of checked out, but the tele- we couldn't find the remote control <laughs> to the television, and it just kept, <laughs> kept on playing. And it was 60 minutes. And we never watched 60 Minutes, but at like the last 10 minutes of the episode, they had Frank Luntz on the show. And I don't know if you know who Frank Luntz is, but he's the guy that kind of brings people into a room and does focus group work for mainly Republicans, but a lot of the news organization brings him in because they do that little dial. Do you agree with you know what, what they're saying in the commercial or what, yeah. what the politicians, what have you? So he brought in a cross-section of America and, you know, you you name it, the minority groups, women, men, educated, uneducated, everything across the board, brought them into a room. And one of the things that he wanted to make sure was that he brought people into the room that could have a conversation with each other without getting angry or heated. And he asked the first question, and within three minutes people were almost ready to kill each other. Hmm. And he said in 20 years that he's been doing this, he's never seen this kind of volatility. He's never seen this kind of anger and hatred towards one another. And it was really, we can probably uh, post the video later so people can see it. But at one point he screams at them to get order back in the room. And I think that maybe that was the first time, not the first time, but it really kind of sealed the deal for me that there's something so much deeper. I, I'm just being honest. There's something deeper than the candidates, guys. For sure. Oh yeah. And 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 what we've done here is we've we've projected, you know, our hearts into two people, and it says a whole lot more about us than it does the candidates. So I'll For leave sure. that oh, there shit. to kind of yeah. jump. Can I, can I read along those lines? Can mm-hmm. I read real quick? What, yeah. Go ahead. What what. What you are saying about the the sixty minute thing, it kind of reminds me just to kind of back up what you're saying is that video of um, President Obama whenever he was at that rally and the Trump guy came mm-hmm. in and people that were there to listen to President Obama, the President of the United States of America, they were more focused on booing that one guy with the Trump sign. And President Obama, I think he did a great job, just yeah, kind of sh- trying to shut it down. But he had to say so many yeah. times, hey, hey, "Hold hey, up, hey, hold hey. up," yeah. and People were so enraged, but they were in a place that was safe, and they were with a listening to a person they 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 intentionally wanted to go listen to, and that's what happened. Yeah. And and they the, the the blood filled their eyes so much that they couldn't even hear 
the one thing they were there for. Yep. To hold up. You know, hold up. Sci- I know Science Mike's talked about this. I think he did on our when we interviewed him, maybe a little bit. Or I know he did on with Pete Holmes when he you know, Pete Holmes interviewed him. You know, in the back of your brain, where your spinal cord enters your brain, <clears throat> is basically your lizard brain. He calls it the crocodilian brain because he's from North Florida. That's how they say that. Um, Isn't it but, amygdala? You're amygdala. Yeah, you're amygdala. Yeah, yeah. But it's where your it's the seat of your fear and your anger and those kind of responses. Which again, those aren't bad because, you know, like he said, fear keeps evolutionarily you from, those have kept kept us alive. It keeps you from getting eaten by a tiger or I've had a ton tiger of those lately, or pounded by a woolly <laughs> mammoth. So. Um, but it's it's where it's where the the it's a, it's our first response to things, and we're living in a time now where we've allowed that part of our brain to control yep. everything beyond reason. And like, I'll admit, yeah. I'm just as bad. About I'm, that. Yeah, I, I absolutely. Was, I was too. literally sick to my stomach and got about three hours of sleep last. night. I got one hour. Yeah, I got. I got one hour of sleep I, last I night. I don't even know how many hours. Because of many. because of fear and anxiety. Sure. I mean, it just yep. that was my response to all this and. Um, here's the thing, and especially with our our president-elect, that fear and anger and hate and scapegoating sell, and they sold this election, and that is why he won. And to be let's because just, he, he, let, he, and let's let's talk on balance. The left pedals that just as much as the right. Yes, he it does. did a better yeah. job yes. of peddling the fear than yes. oh for than sure Clinton did. Yeah. Period. Yeah, yeah. And one thing I'll say, and I feel like I need to about the the race thing that that uh, Brandon brought up. I think it's for, so I was one of those people who, not necessarily calling people racist, but seeing that in in people yep. um, because of my vote. My vote was for the marginalized. It was mm-hmm. for those yes, minority sure, groups. Sure. And so for me, I see somebody who is for those groups and I see somebody who is completely against those groups. Yeah. And for somebody who is voting on a one a one issue, whether it be abortion, they may not feel the same way as Donald Trump does about immigrants, Muslims, yeah women, anything, any number of groups of people, LGBT community, they may not feel that same way. And I understand that. But for somebody who is voting to support the in for that group, for the minorities, it's hard not to see it that way. And, you know, I've talked to uh, a couple of my um, my friends who are in the LGBT community and they're, they are saying, and, and some of them are in the pub and some of them, I literally, before I came here, I went and saw them, uh, and just to hug them. Um, and they're saying, how can I, how can I live with my family? How can I go home for Christmas? Yeah, right. Yeah. How can I invite them to my wedding? When yeah. their family voted for, for probably, something that, for, for a person that was, was against completely them. against them. Yeah. And while I, I totally agree that, that, that it's unfair to call everyone racist for, for those groups, those marginalized people, this is a big, huge fucking loss for them. Mm -hmm. So I don't think the two things are tied together necessarily because it's like, I think that, you know, I I would look at it and say that I'm absolutely in complete solidarity with anyone who's a minority. Right. right. And, And I will stand up and defend And we we know you well enough to know that's true. And, you know, but one of the things that struck me as the results came in is if you look at, you know, and I don't want to go through all the nuts and bolts of every single state, but I mean, if you look... Let's break it down with our (laughs) political correspondent. (laughs) You know, as I was doing the analysis. um, One of the things that struck me, though, is I thought, you know, you have uh, Wisconsin and Michigan, both of which went for Obama twice. And, they, you know, it showed the counties that went for him, and mm-hmm. then they switched this time. And I thought, 
to me that had nothing, I don't want to say nothing to do with race, but it seemed like it had more to do with like economic jobs and stuff. So it's like, I I want to be really careful about painting something in, you know, everything or nothing terms, because I think that that's just so disingenuous, but I think that I can sympathize with both sides. You know, Mm -hmm. can we reject racism and bigotry and homophobia? Absolutely. Can we stand on the side of people who don't have jobs and want to work? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, you know, I, I think that that's just a place where I, I understand. It's convoluted, man. It just is. I think what, what's yeah. been lost, and it's not just this election cycle, but it seems like it was more pronounced. Nuance has gone out the freaking window. Yeah, um, I've been just as guilty of that as anybody. Oh, sure. So I don't want to like act like I'm sitting up on some pedestal because oh for sure I I've been just as guilty. Um, this I don't like what this election cycle did to me. Mm-mm. Yeah, um, and I've really had to co- have to come to terms with that. And I, I'll just kind of read what I posted on Facebook today because there's a lot of people. And, and I think no, that's, I don't. And, I don't like that. Shut don't up. Do and partly, I think that's why Brandon's last, your last episode on yours kicked our ass. It did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I was, it was already something I was thinking about. Just like, well, <laughs> son of a bitch. Like, <laughs> I didn't need that. Man. Well, be- before you read that, that's I the mean, episode with Brian Zond, by the way. Yeah, Download yes. that one. Yeah. So the the reason that 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 episode is so meaningful to me and why I think it gives maybe anybody who listens to it pause just a little bit is to realize that for any good that you guys think that I do now, which I don't know how much good you think I do, but hopefully it's a little, it's a lot. Um, I was that guy. Yeah. You know, I was the guy that grew up within the white. And we were too. Right. Yeah. 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 And, and I think the part of it that, completely broke my heart is that a guy who did get it told me because of my questioning and my misunderstanding. And I really, truly legitimately thought I was being a good Christian. I didn't understand it. And he said, people like you will never get it. Yeah. And I think I don't want people to give up on me. You yeah. know, when I was in that position, I, he, he, I want people to, you know, I needed it. I yeah. needed someone to teach me and show me. And so I, I look at us in this position now. And anyway, you know what I'm saying? It's, yeah, I, does, I, I so don't, I don't want to be the same guy. And we, yeah. We, yeah. We, we've I, all been in that, in that evangelical environment. We've all been yes. that guy. We who, all grew up as very conservative Republican Christians. And so that's why we're super, super harsh on that group is because that's us. You, you, you're harder on the thing that reflects you the most. Yep, absolutely. Like you're, you're like my level. Yeah, of, I think I speak out of my own shame of my past. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so I was laying in bed at three thirty. I woke up sick to my stomach. What were you wearing? Uh, a <laughs> pair of boxers. Um, anyway, thanks. For so that. I just trying to get the whole mental image. That's great. Um, appreciate, Why? everybody Why? appreciates that. It was. A, it's actually lying in bed. Yeah. Um, oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate that as Glad. well. <laughs> Superman boxers. I don't remember I love that. Oh, I love great. that. Was it the T Rex one? What as I was the... as I was lying in bed. <laughs> yes. At three thirty in the morning, <laughs> author Brandon Andrews. I was. Uh, hey, author let, me, in, let me talk author to you. In fucking grammar Nazi. <laughs> let, let me talk to you guys about adverbs. I am really amped up about adverbs. <laughs> People have thrown adverbs out the window. Uh, I mean, great. the guy didn't run quick. The guy ran quickly. <laughs> All right. So. Anyway. Uh, that's great. <laughs> so I was I was laying in bed. Andrews. I was laying in bed and I was trying to figure out what the way forward was because I was feeling pretty hopeless and despairing and 
Um, like I said, I've been thinking a lot the last couple weeks, especially I'd say the last few weeks about what the election has done to me. Um, and kind of the ugliness it's brought out in me. Um, now I was thinking about the fact that really progressives, and I would put myself in the progressive category. Progressives love it. We love to talk about non-duality until we actually have to practice it, and then yeah. we don't want to talk yeah. about it anymore. We suck. Yeah. Um, I mean, we like we in this room. Maybe not Brandon. The three and of you us. too. You who um, is listening at home. But I think a lot, I mean, probably a lot of our listeners too. Um, yeah. I think just. That's one of the pitfalls of progressive culture is that we like to talk about things like non-duality and there's these great ideas. Like we're above it, them. We've, we've, uh, we've com- transcended right, them. Right. When, when, it like, comes, no, when push you, comes to shove... You're just on the other side of the coin. When push comes to shove, you're calling all Trump supporters racists. And you're, you know, right. that's just completely dualistic thinking. So yeah. <clears throat> I kind of formulated this Facebook post and I had deleted Facebook off my phone like two or three days ago and decided to put it back on just so I could post this. And I said, here's my thoughts on the election. My candidate didn't win. Like it or not, that's part of living in a democracy. Sometimes you win and sometimes you lose. It would be easy for me to say that Trump is not my president. And I've seen that hashtag going around. And progressives, please fucking stop. Uh, I didn't put that in the post. That was the the, uh, poly addendum. Um, it'd 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 be easy for me to say that Trump is not my president, but he is. And so I'll refer to him as my president because that's the American response, and it's the only way forward. I refuse to treat him as Obama's been treated by the right for the last eight years, and so I will respect him in the office, even as I may disagree with his policies, and I will. I pray I will pray that the office changes him and humbles him. Politics is about our shared life together. We're deeply divided and have convinced ourselves that we have very little in common, which simply isn't true. It's time to find a way to come together and figure out what it means for us all to share this great land. Be kind to one another today. It's the only way forward. Grace and peace. Brad Polly. Yeah. If I was was on Facebook, I would like it. I would (laughs) love it. (laughs) I thank God you're back in the pub though. We really appreciate that. Yeah, for real. I missed you. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Missed you guys. So I just felt really like deep in my bones that I have been a huge part of the problem. Um and just because I've on the, I, I fell into the trap of just because it's on the other side of the coin, the other side of the political spectrum that I wasn't part of the problem, but I was part of the problem. Um, you know, I've been really trying to do a lot of soul searching, a lot of thinking, a lot of about not just myself, but sort of the end of the political spectrum that I come from and what the problem is. And first of all, you know, you can blame this election and all you want on the right, but the reality is, um, it's on progressives. Like if you can't put forward a better vision, people aren't going to go to the polls and vote for you. And they didn't put together a better vision. Yeah. Plain and simple. Um, so blame it on being rigged, blame it on whatever you want, but that's the reality of the situation. Um, you didn't put forward a compelling enough case for people to get off their asses and go vote for you, period. So I posted that today and then I got whatever the Facebook version is of subtweeted. <laughs> Uh, had shade thrown my general direction. Uh, not by name, but it was very evident from one of my Facebook friends um, who basically said she's tired of seeing white men speak from their white male privilege about I'm tired how, of that too, about how we should be um, unified and uh, respect, you know... Donald Trump is our president. 
I'm so not, I'm not gonna bullshit. Like I kind of agree with that. Like I'm I'm kind of like for those people. Like we shouldn't be speaking on their behalf. I no, and let me. That's not what I'm doing. So I, let me. I, know, I would yeah. like to sort of clarify where I'm coming from. I stand with marginalized groups. Period. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, I sent some messages to some of my LGBT friends today. Yeah, letting them know that I love them and I stand with them no matter what happens. I'm with them. Um, I stand with minority groups and marginalized groups, period. So when I'm saying what I was saying, it isn't to minimalize the potential impact of what it could mean for minority groups to have Donald Trump as president, whether that ends up coming to fruition or not. My biggest hope is the fact that he's never really been what he has said he is in his entire life. Yeah. Um, and my hope is that when he enters that Oval Office, that takes hold. That I think is, that's what President Obama said today, actually, yeah. as well. And I, yeah. I was like, I don't know if you guys heard what he said, mm-hmm. but it was really amazing. Yeah. It was really amazing. Um, so, I mean, he's always been an LGBT <laughs> supporter. Um I mean, let's face it. A number, pretty much, a lot of his employees at his properties and hotels and golf courses are minorities. Yes. So, anyway, my hope is that none of that comes to fruition. So I'm not like. Here's the greater point I was trying to make with that. As long as we're shouting at each other on Facebook, none of this shit changes. Nothing. Nothing. We will be right fucking back here in four years with whoever the Democrats throw forward against Trump, and it will be just dogs barking at each other for two straight years. So it's funny because what I wrote down as my next point, I called it retributive politics. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead and talk about that. Just, you know, we talk so much about retributive violence and how the cycle just never stops because you hit me and then I'm thinking about different ways to hit you back. And it just, no one ever steps out of the system. No one's listening. That's exactly it. And I, I think what you hit is, a place where reasonable people have to say our voice does not go quiet by saying we're going to continue to fight back in stupid, ridiculous ways that look absolutely insane, you know, because it's almost like a pendulum that swings back and forth. And this time it's Trump. And then the next time it's, you know, someone hitting back harder from the other side and, I guess maybe the place that I just find myself is saying, and, and maybe this is why you had shade thrown to you, mm-hmm. <laughs> and maybe that's why I get so many FUs in the yeah. messages, is that because people have, it has to be this or that, people don't understand that you can still stand for... Yes, yes. You, you, yeah. you can st- It's that transcendent place where you can speak truth and you don't have to necessarily identify with a side. Yeah. Like, w- where have you guys seen me compromise at all in, in my values of what I believe yeah. stepping outside of it? Yeah. And, you know, I'm not asking, I'm not necessarily asking people to do that, but I'll, I'll be honest with you, in, in my life and in my evolution of where I've been, you know, I enjoy having the position where I can speak to both sides. And it's funny, Brad, that is a nice segue because here's what I wrote. I said, I've made it a practice to go after evangelicals when they've strayed from Jesus, and I will continue to tirelessly do so 
But as my liberal and progressive brothers and sisters in Christ stray from the way of Jesus, have to go after you, you know, you guys as well. Yeah. Not yeah. you guys per se. No, but I, no, you, yeah, no, sure. you do. Believe me. Yeah, and definitely need to. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, when it all goes back to that, I mean, again, it goes back to fear and anger and hate. It needs an object. It needs an object to scapegoat. It needs an object to hate. It needs an object to be angry at. And that's that's just our human response when we don't move past our lizard brain into the deeper recesses where our reason lies and our logic lies. Yes, and here's here's where that I, another thing I've been thinking about along those lines today. You know, you and I, Matt, especially because we've had so many conversations about political stuff, and Michael too, some too. But Matt and I spend a lot of time yapping at each other and mm-hmm. venting as a sounding board about our fears and shit because we're brothers. And we kind of like, like each other. We kind of like each other. It's weird. It is. Really, so, really weird. So, um, you know, we've we've talked so much about how, like, you know, the GOP just doesn't give a shit about minority groups and they um, oppress minorities of pretty much any whatever. But what you saw last night, what happened last night happened because Democrats have refused to even acknowledge rural America. Mm-hmm. The first thing that I told my wife, she's like, because she came home late, she said, How, how's the election going? And I said, oh, you really want to know? It is a urban show. urban versus yes. rural. And it was like, yeah. and it always is, but it was like, obvious. it was really obvious, like even more obvious than usual. And that is because Democrats have fucking ignored rural America and couldn't give a shit about them. Mm-hmm. In the same way that the GOP has not cared about the inner city, has not cared about gay uh, gay rights for, by and large has not cared about uh, Latinos has not like you name it but it's not any better like I, so I've been trying all day and part of the reason I posted that was I've been trying to figure out there, there's a, there are motivations of why so many Republicans rural Republicans voted for Donald Trump so I think as progressives, if anything's going to change and if the conversation is going to actually be a conversation instead of two sides just barking at each other like dogs, it's going to have to go, can you talk to me about your legitimate concerns? It's not Muslims. Mm-mm. It's not ISIS, because you know that you live in Martinsville, Indiana. ISIS isn't coming to Martinsville, Indiana. So let's <laughs> fucking stop, and you know it's not. Just keep your hands off Los Tres Caminos. You don't, you know touch, like, <laughs> don't touch my Spanish or my Mexican not, restaurant. It's, exactly. It's not about immigrants either, because they'll go eat at Mexican restaurants here in town. We have right. three of them, for God's sake, right. yeah. in this small of a town. And it's not about that either. What are the legitimate issues? You feel They feel like they've been left out of the political process. Mm-hmm. So... At some point, a politician is going to have to rise up and go, can we not bring everybody to the table and try to figure this out? This country has real problems. I think this country is already great in so many ways. But to to acknowledge, to act like there's no issues is naive and ridiculous. Those problems are not going to be solved by one group. Until we stop yelling at each other on Facebook and Twitter... And until we hold our Congress people to a higher standard, to tell them to quit being so freaking partisan on both sides of the aisle, and start getting stuff done in a give and take, as because politics is about our shared life together, 
nothing is going to change. And so if we're going to change anything that we have got, it, love is the only way forward. Because what love says is, I will at least listen. I will listen to you. Yeah. Uh, and I, I'll, I will listen to you and listen to your actual concerns. Mm-hmm. And the thing is that you know that I completely agree with you. Yes. But the reality of it is, is as we look around, where are the shepherds? Right. Where, where are the yeah. leaders? Where are the people who should be fostering? Right. The, and it's like they're not there. Yeah. You I know? think I think we put a lot of false hope in politicians. Oh, yes. totally. Oh, we as as a human, <laughs> Brandon with the fist pumps. <laughs> uh, we as a as a group of people, we're thinking, all right, this is going to fix the problems in our nation. The truth is, politicians don't fix people. Mm-mm. Well, proof uh, of that is Donald Trump for 18 months going, I'm going to fix it, but never even putting forth a policy at well, no wh- point. What I'm saying is, is, is po- po- politics pop, are pop, not going to fix it. <laughs> no, but uh, what, I know I agree. But, but that's what I'm, why saying I'm saying is we I, have to be yes. that change. If we want to yes. see true change, we have to be the people who yeah. goes and, and, and feeds. The I think you just stole Brandon's point. We have it's to be all my points. Sorry. We have to be the, we have to be you guys the change are on we want to see. I love it. So, we have to be that change. No, we, we do can't put, just depend we on... We put so much hope in, in politicians. That's why he he can go up and say, I'm just going to fix it. And everybody goes, I'm voting for that guy. He's never even said... Yeah. I mean, like the reality is about he's really 90% do. of the things that he said he's going to do are literally impossible to do. It's yeah. never going to happen. You know, i.e. building a wall and kicking out entire people. Groups I see and, a comparison. Like, never happen. I see a comparison between how we, the liberal Christians, have, have felt about politics right yes. now, the government, and the comparison with how we feel about the church. We want the church to be this thing, but the truth is, we are the church. Yeah. We are the government. Yeah, that's a good point. We are the people. Um, and if we want to make an impact, we have to make the impact. A vote isn't going to do it. We are the world. So one of the things I'll say is that... We are the people. This no, is the only children. part... <laughs> oh, is it? Dang it. I don't know my song. Not going into preacher mode, but... I thought that this was like the most relevant thing that I could come to today is in um, 1 Peter. (laughs) 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 Also a big joke. Holy crap. Well, anyway, hashtag 1 Peter. (laughs) I got it. (laughs) It's on there. Um, (laughs) In 1 Peter. That's uh, that's, uh, Jacob Dylan's second single he ever had. Not one headlight, but one Peter. One Peter. <laughs> that was a terrible joke. I apologize. Yeah. We'll, we'll edit that out. Yeah. We're absolutely terrible in the church about understanding context at all. Oh, yeah. And one of the things that I found interesting is that the context around Second Peter, in the time that it was written, it was one of the, you know, the government was coming down on Christians because they were a sect, a cult, they were slaughtering them, killing them left and right. And in the midst of it, Peter writes to, to the church and he says, but you are the ones chosen by God, chosen for the high calling of priestly work, chosen to be a holy people, God's instruments to do his work and speak out for him to let others uh, of night and day difference, to tell others of the night and day difference that he made for you from something, from nothing to something, from rejected to accepted. Friends, this world is not your home, so don't make it, uh, don't make yourselves cozy. Don't indulge your ego at the expense of your soul. 
Live an exemplary life among the natives so that your actions will refute their prejudices. Then you'll be then they'll be won over to God's side and be there to join you in celebration when he arrives. And then it goes on to say, respect the authorities, whatever their level. They are God's emissaries keeping order, blah, 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 blah. And I think in the midst of persecution, you know, Peter's reminding people of their calling. He's reminding people of who they are, their identity and their purpose. And I think, you know, we always have to recenter on that. You know, if, if we lose sight of, you know, even when things get really, really crazy, or even, even when things get really scary, and, and we completely, you know, stand side by side with our brothers and sisters who are fearful right now, who are afraid of what's to come, if, if there is something to come. But we have to be reminded that in the midst of darkness, we have to be light. You know, in the midst of hatred, we have to be love. In the midst of division, we have to be peace. And I'll tell you guys that if we're not doing it, nobody's doing it. Yeah, right. If we're not doing it, nobody's doing it. And I met with my house church on Monday night, and I talked about the Frank Luntz piece. And then we started talking about 1 Corinthians 13, the love passage that everybody misabuses for weddings. And, you know... I kind of made I kind of appealed to the group as well just saying my heart is so heavy, my heart is so broken that the divisions run so deep, the animosities are could not be higher, the hatred could not be any wider and that we have to be the people that are patient. We have to be the ones who are kind to people. We have to be the ones laying down our lives to demonstrate that kind of love and calling people into that because if we're not doing it no one's doing it. And that transcends a political party. That's exactly yes. it. God, I was ugh. I was thinking <laughs> I, I was thinking about this. I'm like you're just thinking about the utter failure of the Democratic Party and why this is why this happened. And the utter I, I shouldn't even say the Democratic Party, the utter failure of progressives. Because what's happened is, you know, we've got what we see is on the other side of the political spectrum, an angry group of people spouting pretty terrible rhetoric about a number of different people groups. But then you, on the left, you have, it's not helping the conversation You're to, for, to be trotting out Michael Moore and Lena Dunham and a bunch of Hollywood elites to talk about how dumb GOP voters are. Well, how many times? It's not it, changing the fucking conversation. How many times have you and I have said, and well, we and I've been just fucking tea party yes, people. and I've been just as bad about yeah, it. Yeah, I mean we've said that more times than I can. Yeah, count. yeah, I've been just Again, as bad about from it. From place of anger, yes, and, and fear, and yes, hate. yes. Yep. So this election has done something to me, and and caused me to realize just how dualistic my thinking is. Oh, yeah. And I just can't. I can't do it anymore. Like I, I cannot. I was laying. I've, I was sick all week. Leading up to the election, mm-hmm. just couldn't eat. I was sick all morning. You know, wake up at three in the morning trying to decide if I was going to throw up or not. I because dry, of, I dry heaved into the toilet because of straight up dualistic yeah. thinking of this group is evil because they did this. Um, if change is going to happen, it's going to have to be on individuals 
trying to actually get to know other individuals that aren't like you. Well, and one of my period. one of my points here is that love still wins. I know that sounds cliche now, but it's still fucking true, man. Like, yeah. just love people. Like, I know it, it sounds all hippie or whatever, but that's that's it. Stand with those on the outside, whoever that is, whatever political party they're part of. Stand with those, and whether it's a, a factory worker that got laid off, he's on the outside. She's on the outside. That's right. Whether it's an LGBT person, they're on the outside. Yep. Whether it's a Hispanic, a Muslim, whatever. Stand with those people. That's right. Like that is the only way but, forward. And, and that's the thing is that that should happen regardless of the politics. Yeah. Right. That transcends politics. That transcends it, all it, that it, garbage. It, it does. Yeah. One of the things that I'm rephrasing all of these phrases, but um, I, I took down. Trick, trickle down economics, and I've redubbed it trickle down ethics. We buy into this top down yeah. approach yeah. to the president is going to change the world. The president set the morals right. for the country, and, and yeah, I, I reject that. So, I, I mean, I just can't reject it enough because if you look at Jesus. Jesus never was about changing the governments from the top down. Jesus was not about trying to join a political party to save people, save people's morals to, you know, it, it, he, it wasn't dependent on political groups, governments. Jesus went to the people. Jesus was in the midst of the people and the change that he affected was from the bottom up. Yep. And I think that, you know, the place where we've, fallen into the trap is believing in this idea of trickle down ethics. And anytime that I've felt overwhelmed, like that, like something is so big and that there's just this massive black cloud above me, that's just weighing me down. And, and no doubt you guys were feeling that yesterday. Mm -hmm. Many people were feeling that yesterday. The place that I always come back to is the same exact place is just and it's what you guys were saying. What am I doing right now in my life? What am I doing for the people that I, that I can affect right now? What am I doing in the midst of my family and my friends? What am I doing in my community for people who are the marginalized? Who you know, We can have these great big aspirations. We can be all upset about Donald Trump being president-elect and all these things that Donald Trump's going to do. But the truth of the matter is, what change are you going to affect right now in the places that you live? And it's to Michael's point, you know, with the Gandhi quote, is it Gandhi or was it Mother Teresa? Be yeah. the change you want to see in the world. Yeah. Gandhi. Everybody says it. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was uh, Jesus or Zacchaeus. <laughs> I, think, I, think Zacchaeus. It was, I think it was Mother Teresa. Yeah. Though, yeah. There's this television show, and I don't know if you guys saw it, but it, it's the one where they took like a xenophobic person or someone who was racist or someone who had a, a problem with a minority, whatever. And they put them in the midst of that context to live with the family for a week to two weeks or whatever, maybe even a month, but the person had to go live with them. And, but it was something to them that was morally, you know, wrong. It was something yeah. that was so against the fabric of their being and taking, and a, I, taking a funny, making them live with a gay couple. Right, exactly. Yeah. And and yeah. so I watched this show. Housewife swap. Not that. <laughs> but I watched this show because it's like you wanted to see what was going to happen. Is the person going to go freaking nuts and just like, you know, get in fights and yell at people and whatever? 
But I tell you that at, at the end of every single show, the person had heart change. <clears throat> you know why? Because they listened. Yep. Because they saw them as a person and not an issue. Yep. They, they sat at the table and heard the person's fears. They heard yeah. the person's desires and what, what dreams they have for their families. And because they listened and communed at the same table, it changed them at the heart level. Mm-hmm. And there's a reason Jesus said, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. That's right. Until you sit in that moment and actually listen to what's being said in the context, it's, it's not going to change you. But if you're forced to be in that context, if you, yeah, I, re- I actually saw along those lines, I saw something Facebook or Twitter, an instance where a Hillary supporter was wearing a, you know, I'm with her shirt, ran into a Donald Trump supporter wearing a, you know, Make America Great Again shirt at a grocery store in line. And they kind of looked at each other, shit was awkward. And they just kind of, they both just smiled at each other. Yeah. And so it's like, like, that's the kind of shit that needs to happen. Like that, not animosity, just, just smile at a person. Like, it doesn't have to be complex. Or go get a cup of coffee. Yeah, I mean, like, just talk. Because you'll be surprised how much shit you have in common. I remember. And you're very close on a lot of issues, I'm guessing. Well, Surprisingly and, and that's enough. The thing, I mean, like, but if, even if you're not close but on even the not, solutions... Like, you're both humans. You're, it's a really good chance that the root of your concern is very similar. That Yeah, that's what I was... Yeah, that's what I was getting at. The solutions might be different, but... In, until you name the concern and you realize how close you are that you're concerned, I'm concerned about this, well, I'm concerned about this too, it may have different language, but you realize at the root of it, you have a fear about something. Yeah. Then the conversation can happen of what's the solution then. Yeah. Can we, this is completely off topic, not in the notes, but, <laughs> but can we say that the media exacerbates yes. this oh, yeah. problem. They, it's, it drives ratings. All they care mm-hmm. about is yeah. ratings. That's all they care about. And, and, and they, yes. it, it exacerbates it to such a degree that, I mean, it really truly puts everybody on the edge against yes. one another. Because get off Fox News, CNN, MSNBC. Get off of one, them. One of, all of them. One of, my things right, one of my things right here is we need to disconnect. Like, yes, yes, like yes. I'm, I stayed off Twitter today because... I got in there for. Th- I told Bryce I got in there for thirty seconds while I was watching a, a half batch of coffee of water pour into a pitcher, see if I can measure it. And I was on there for like thirty seconds, like, nope, fuck this, I'm off. Yeah, <laughs> I, I erased. I it. Seriously, like I couldn't. I do erased it. Twitter off my phone. A I'll week keep it ago, on there for now it, because I thought it hasn't come back on, and I'm not I, sure it will. IU basketball's back on Friday, so I'll be following <laughs> it on Twitter. Um, disconnect because, and here's what things like I, what I realized about myself: it makes me feel anxious a little bit. Yep. Because I, your soul. I feel like I'm missing something. Yeah. However, getting on there is worse. It's like yep. a drug. It's and so, a- and I think at the end of that though, there's a re- if, if you push past that, there's a relief and a sense of solitude and a quietness of your mind. It's a drug Take, that doesn't give you anything. Get yep. off of social media. Yeah. I did it for a few days, and I can't tell you. It was, like, I I haven't been on Twitter. I erased it off my phone a week ago, and I'm not sure. I'm not sure I'm going to put it back on. I really. Mm-hmm. I may never get on there again. Mm-hmm. I don't. I just. It, it was feeding all of that for me, like the anxiety, the fear, the hatred. The it was feeding it all. Yeah, you need. We need. To I'm disconnect. not sure I could have come to the conclusion I came to this morning had I not gotten rid of those influences for a and, few and, days. And I will say this: it, social media isn't bad. It, it no, like anything else. Get on the else, pastor's pub. Get, no, seriously, get on the pastor's, pastor's pub and download the Facebook groups app. Yeah, and that way all you see is that. Yeah. And I'm telling you, like I, 
It's it's been it's been interesting. Like the last couple of days have been hard just because everybody's venting and and so it's. But it's it's people it, need to vent. But people need to vent, so it's good. It's good vent. It's just like I'm struggling. I'm really frustrated. I'm angry. I'm scared. It, it that's it's one. It's just, it's not opinions. It's just this is where I am right now. So it's a community. To well, be I mean, do that. it's not the lynch mob mentality no. where a person is just saying, "Here's what I struggle with," and here I'm being vulnerable, and you don't have to worry about the lynch mob yes. coming to completely yes. knock you out. Yeah, like uh, Jen Hatmaker. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh, I, I haven't been on social media. And she my took wife, a beating. Yeah. Yeah. I actually went on Twitter and followed her just because of that. Yeah, God love her. I mean, she <laughs> yeah she she made a conscious choice and she knew the consequences and she went for it. So can I we, have no idea what you're talking about? Exactly. We'll get back. No, we'll just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can but we? But anyway, get off get off of social media. Like take a like again. Social media is okay. Like I like following sports. If it's feeding analysts, your anxiety, get the hell off. Get the hell off of it. Yeah. Like yeah. if there was a food, if your doctor's like this food is literally going to kill you in ten days if you don't stop eating it, you would stop eating it. If, if, if you, this is killing your soul, freaking get off of if it. If you can't turn it off for just one day, you've got a problem. You've got a problem. And I couldn't. Yeah. It was really hard for me yeah. with Twitter and then Facebook. It gets easier it as the really, days go by. really, hard. You're like, eh, I'm fine. Whatever. I'm not missing. Like, I really didn't. I said, I'm not sure when I'm going to put Twitter back. I picked my pick phone, my phone up multiple times day on the way home. I was like, no, you know what? I'm not. I'm not going to do it. Just because I'm bored and I'm, I'm not going to do it. I'm just. And it was. It was. It's hard. My precious. Yeah, dude, that yeah, is freaking golem. That metaphor it's, it's is fairly apt. apt. Yeah. yeah. Derek Webb said that a long time ago in a really, really old tweet. And I, on Facebook, it came up on my, like, 2009 on Facebook. I, I, I read that quote from Derek Webb's, the comparison of the iPhone and yeah. the, yep. the ring. Can I say one more thing and then we can be done? No, I prefer that you don't okay. say anything. <laughs> uh, what was that, Brandon? Kind of going back real quick to the whole issue of how it can sound like we're just speaking out of our white male privilege. That might be true. Yeah, this is four dudes, white dudes. But I will say this. If that's if if you're screaming at your iPhone, your iPod, your car, whatever this is barking at you from, that this is just four white guys, straight white guys speaking out of our privilege, you might be right. But what we're wanting to do is to use that privilege. Mm-hmm to in the safety of that privilege to speak into the lives of people that aren't like us to maybe try to change their minds about your position and perspective i I know that like last night like and if we have to have privilege for that to happen then we will and we'll use that and i I probably could speak for you guys i won't but i probably could speak for you guys on this it is last night my my fear wasn't necessarily for me no i'm straight i'm white i'm christian Nothing's going to happen to me. Yeah. I might have to find insurance somewhere if they shit can the ACA, but like, I'll be fine. My children will be fine. They're white. Mike Pence created the Indian How- insurance. You're fine. However, I'm fearful. Fearful. My fear was for my LGBT friends. Yeah. For my black friends. Me too. For my Muslim friends. Yep. For the people I interact with at coffee sh- at the Starbucks where I, you know, with all the Starbucks I go into who yeah. are not white and straight and male. Yeah. That's my. That was my fear. My fear was for other people. So again, like Brad said, if I can use my position as a straight white male, middle class, to raise awareness and say, no, 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 we need to do this better, and we need to stand with this these groups during this we really can help hard build any bridges during whatsoever. the next four years. Stand with these groups alongside them. Say, no, 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 we're not going to let this happen to them. 
yeah. or we're going to provide a refuge or a place of safety or a place of hope for them, then I will fucking do that all day long. We want to give our platform to those people, though, any, at yep. any chance we can. Yep. So I'm going to read this off really quick. My yep. friend, Carrie Umhow, who's going to be on Outside the Walls really pretty soon, maybe talking about some of this. She has an organization called Spacious, and she's in Washington, D.C., spacious.org. She put out a great post today, and I thought that it was absolutely brilliant. Uh, you've got to look up her organization because they are. She, she is amazing for the things that they do in the inner city, for setting up tables, hosting people at the tables on the spot, very spontaneously, making pies for people. It's just a huge, massive blessing machine. Here's some of the questions that she asked. What She's asking people to consider this. What can I learn about the hurts and grievances of a huge portion of our country that I may not have known before? And why didn't I know that? Hmm. Okay. Yeah. What am I uniquely gifted to do that would be part of the redemption of the mess that is America? What resources and social capital do I have that I could throw at the dilemma of one other person? Where should my energy go these next four years? That's a huge one. Where yep. should my energy go, or energy go the next four years? If those seem too lofty, let's start here. Whose face have I seen and can I learn their name? Whose name do I know? And I will ask their story. Who's never been at my dinner table? And when will I invite them? Mm. Mm. Great stuff. And that shit is hard. Yeah. God, it's hard. Like, we're not trying. To, I don't want it to sound. It's easy for us to sit in this living room, dining room, whatever, <laughs> and talk about this. But it's that's really hard to do. It's yeah. really hard. We're not acknowledging that this is an easy thing to do. But... I know, for instance, my thing, we've, we were all conservative at one point in our lives, not horribly long ago. No. I mean, relatively speaking, within as the far last as this, decade. Within the last decade, mm -hmm. I was not LGBT affirming. I had some pretty, I wouldn't, I've never been like an overt racist, but definitely had some prejudices that I didn't know existed. All of those things were in me and have changed. Because, and only because, I knew, I got to know people from those groups. Yep. yep. When I got to know LGBT people, like actually know them, it was no longer an issue, quote, it was a person. Yep. And my thinking changed. Yep. In the same way, when I was fearful about Muslims, I'll never forget working with a guy, I had a part-time job at Macy's and worked with a guy named Harris Mohammed from Pakistan. Just an absolutely wonderful human being. Changed my thinking completely. Yep. We had some awesome conversations. He, yeah, you're a Christian? Yeah, you're a Muslim? Yeah. Oh, well, let's talk. I mean, we had great conversations about what our cultures were like and our religions and changed my thinking completely. And again, it's and, it's not that technology is bad. Right. But again, if, if, if we're going to take steps in this area, it has to be at a life level, yes. blood, flesh, yes. looking yeah. people oh, in the eyes. Right? God, it's like you're looking at my notes, dude. <laughs> For real. Like, one of the things I had was the necessity of connection. Yes. Like, yeah. real connection. Like, I mean, I could say, like, last night, like, the pub was great and it was good. But I really, like, after I went, I felt really alone last night. And it was fucking terrifying. Like, I was, Beth was asleep, my wife was asleep. Like, I didn't, I didn't have anybody. Like, to vent my fears to, to talk to, to connect with, like, but today Brandon texted and 
I called Brad and just talked for we talked for fifteen or twenty minutes on while well, I was driving endlessly to the north side <laughs> of northern end of Indiana. Um, but man, like real connection, like tonight is hugely important for me. Like yeah. this moment right here, like with you four yep. or you three. There's three of you. Um, like that's really important. The spirits for me. here too. Okay, yeah, four of you. Fine, <laughs> that's fine. We're gonna do that. But like, well, like Brandon sent a text today. Like, I like Brad. Like Brandon texted Brad and I last night and said. Um, do you want to push this back? Do you st- Cousin Brandon. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So Brandon. Fun fact. Brandon's been texting Matt and I for about three days. Or maybe like off and on for three a couple, months. Off and oh, wow. on for a few months. I legitimately until about two days ago thought it was like my brother and my cousin from Evansville. Nick, who's been on the podcast. Thought it was Nick. Yeah. It wasn't Nick. Sorry, Nick. So Nick, I don't have your number. Thought I did. <laughs> I do. Um, I uh, thought I had it. I absolutely do not. And uh, yeah, so it was it was Brandon. And I finally connected the dots. I said to Matt, I was like, why is I, I thought Brandon was on the podcast. We're having Nick. He's like, what the hell are you talking about? And I was like, you idiot. Uh, oh, that's Brandon. OK, yep. Well, um, it was like a random number popped up on a text. I'm like, I, I don't know why I just randomly assumed it was him. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway, so Brandon texted Brad and I last night, and it was later, and I didn't respond because I didn't want to, I think Brad had already gone to bed. Um, said, do you guys want to push this back? You know, things are, you know, weird, whatever. Things are not how we thought they were going to turn out. Um, so Brad texted me, said, I'll st- I'd still like to have you on. Maybe we can tweak the topic a little bit, blah, blah, blah. Uh, frankly, we need to hear your perspective. Glad we had it tonight. Um, I told him, I said, I just need a goddamn hug. <laughs> frankly. <laughs> and he said two things. I planned on showing up and giving you guys hugs. Number two, I'll bring zombie dust and hope. And when I read that, like I literally just burst into tears. Like that's the kind of shit I needed was like that real. And again, I know it's just a text message, but I know Brandon. Brandon knows me. We're friends. We have a connection. So like I knew that he really meant that. Like I knew what that meant. And that I said honestly, you, you coming over is helping me through this day, and now I'm crying. Shit, <laughs> like I don't ever like I'm a robot. I don't ever cry. Like it just broke me, and I know exhaustion is part of that. And emotional exhaustion, mental exhaustion is all part of that. Whatever, it meant a lot to me, and like that connection matters. Like connection is so so crucial. Disconnect from media, connect to flesh and blood. Like if you take anything away from this podcast tonight, do that. Yeah. Um, um, you know, social media interaction, the pub, wonderful. Love the pub because it's, it feels more than like, it feels like something it feels more than a social. more like community than. Yes, it does. Because a lot of us know each other. And even if we don't. And it's like now we people that you're not going to have around you all the time. Yeah. And even if it's not people you know in flesh and blood, you sort of feel like you do because we've connected so deeply on a lot of different things. Um, but man, just connect with people. Like disconnect from the, the social and, media and then world. Disconnect with people that aren't like you. Like it's so easy to become so insular, and but that's that was one of the points of what I posted on Facebook today was we've got to, including myself, we've got to start having real conversations with people that aren't like us, not yelling, real conversations where we listen. Okay, you feel like you've been ignored by Washington. How would you feel like you've been ignored? Let's talk about that mm-hmm. because I feel like I've been ignored in this way. Mm-hmm. So what's the solution? And I know that sounds like pie in the sky, but that's the only way real change happens. And it takes a long time and it takes a lot of effort and it's really uncomfortable. Yeah. But it, you, we have got to get out of this mindset of the other and get to know the other. 
Mm-hmm. We do. And I mean, really get to know them. We've got to slow down. Yes. Make, make space. You know, we get going so fast and everything is so fast paced that we don't stop and just say, you know, we. I, I think that at some level we think that everything has to be perfect when we invite people over for dinner, but it, you know, just have people over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just talk. Yep. All right. Let's uh, wrap it up. We'll go into to feedback. Um, no five star reviews this week. <laughs> no, I just I was getting a little bit of a NPR. I, love yeah, I, say, I love when you affect the NPR voice. <laughs> the, uh, feedback this week. Maybe I can shame some people to give me some five stars. It's been like three months. Yeah, somebody you don't read them on your podcast, Brandon. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> There's just no incentive. I mean, <laughs> uh, yeah. if you if you shamelessly read them on your podcast, then people might give them to you. No, uh, definitely give Brandon some five star reviews. There we go. We'll read them on this podcast. We'll read them on this <laughs> podcast. It's a new feature. <laughs> this, <laughs> week and, this week and outside the wall. Uh, um, and then also give us some feedback as, to, as well. Five star reviews um, on Twitter. Um, so something really cool I thought happened last week. Um, two different people, just randomly, I, s- I assume they don't know each other. Um, after we posted our pictures of what we drank, they sent us pictures of what they were drinking. Nice. Oh, that's awesome. I think is awesome. So that's awesome. Um, Aaron Billard, um, at Aaron Billard and, uh, Victoria Leos at Victoria underscore Leos, um, sent us a picture of what they were drinking. Aaron was drinking a red stripe Jamaican lager. That's not a bad beer. I've never had that. It's all right. Yeah. It's a lager. It's a lot. Yeah. And Victoria was drinking a, from what I could tell on the, um, on the label that I saw, it said FS forty seven session logger. Huh. So I don't know. That. I don't know what FS forty seven uh, is. Go ahead and send one. We'll try those uh, <laughs> yeah. live on like to, air. If you'd so, like to send those our way, that's uh, very cool. Uh, hint, we hint. we love pictures of beer for some reason. So send send us what we you're drinking. We also like actual beer. So yeah. if you want to send those our way, we'll yeah. try them and review them on the uh, slide into our DMs and we'll yeah. we'll make it happen. <laughs> that's right. Um, <laughs> We've used that way too much. Yep. Um, <laughs> no, Michael's used that way. Too uh, Brad started. I, I did. did I, yeah, admittedly. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, this is a uh, an oldie but a goodie um, from Stephanie Rice at S Rice five two eight wrote um, at Passers Podcast. I work one mile from the Sunoco. <laughs> oh, I saw this. Had a friend fall for it. Stay classy, Dayton. Hashtag. Fred Durst's background behind. That's wow. so far back, man. man. Yeah, a, I remember that story. That's like first ten episodes. Yeah, that's one yeah. of the oldies. That was one of the early ones. Um, so thank you, Stephanie, awesome. for listening. We appreciate it. Keep keep checking along. Love those throwbacks. I do too, man. It's so fun. like the monkey knife fight or whatever. Drunk we had. monkey, drunk monkey yeah. knife yeah. fight. Yeah. Um, uh, Nathan Miller uh, at Namway Design said, "Hey, I'm an Oregon donor. #Hashtag Oregon donor. Haha. <laughs> 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 #Hashtag I'm a nerd. #Hashtag State Humor. #Hashtag It's pronounced Anus. <laughs> <laughs> #Hashtag Armadillo Butthole. #Hashtag Michael's Butthead strikes again." <laughs> When I was listening to it again, oh my god, I laughed so that was hard. Um, Zach Hansen at Zach Hansen eighty nine, uh, and this is unfortunate. Uh, but if Trump is elected next week, I would love nothing more than if Canada annexed Minnesota. Hashtag build a wall around Canada. Hashtag new Canada. <laughs> um, Shane Lanning wrote uh, at Pastors Podcast as my Russian music theory. 
teacher said to my class, you sound like a bunch of cats in heat. <laughs> Hashtag armadillo buttholes. <laughs> I really like that pot. That's a very popular hashtag. Yeah. Becky Seville, who is responsible for the armadillo buttholes, wrote by sending us armadillo butthole jelly. <laughs> Sand Do you plums. still have that? We got to Brandon smell that. Uh, I think I threw it away. I think I got rid of it because like, it was uh, starting to go. Because okay. it smelled like armadillo. Yeah, like, it really did smell like armadillo butthole. Yeah. Yeah. She wrote sand plums. Not that I've sniffed a lot of armadillo buttholes, but you know, <laughs> I'm assuming one can only imagine yeah. sand plums. The uh, the civet coffee of jelly. The uh, civet coffee. Civet civet c i v e t. I don't know that reference. I didn't either. I was hoping you guys would know. I it. do not. So, anyway, uh, good good or bad. She'll clarify in yeah. the pub. We'll be fine. Um, good or bad uh, that no one thought I was having a seizure at my dad at my desk while silently laughing at bastards podcast <laughs> hashtag armadillo butthole. <laughs> Autumn finally came. In Oklahoma, and I inspired the hashtag armadillo butthole hashtag on Pastor's Podcast. Hashtag best day ever. Hashtag blessed. <laughs> um, Brad uh, P- L, or at P Lake, um, wrote uh, band idea, Metallica. Metallica. <laughs> Um, That's nice. So it's songs you have to build yourself. <laughs> no, it's, it's a Metallica songs done by a Swedish ABBA cover band. That's that's nice. That's nice. That's a that's a real well done. Very layered. I, uh, yeah, I appreciate it. It is. Uh, Minnie Michelle uh, wrote as someone living with bipolar disorder. Thank you for taking time to talk about the issues of faith plus mental he- uh, illness. Educating our communities about the facts are the first step to erasing stigma. Solidarity. P.S. Pronounced a noose. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you again to Aaron Reagan for coming on the podcast last week. That was a really good episode. Yeah, it was nice. yeah. it was really, did, we had a lot of good a, response on that. She did a great job. Yep. A lot uh, of downloads on that one, too. Like it yeah. hit 500 before tonight, which was oh, good. Thanks. Yeah. Um, Ray at Galactic Wonderlust uh, wrote I remember a woman a few years ago who had her last name legally changed to Cupcake. So. That's what I'm doing next week. Yeah, you're gonna change it to cupcake. I might, but it's gonna be pronounced a noose. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> spelled cupcake, pronounced yes. a noose. Uh, yeah, yes. um. <laughs> that's our best alternative yeah. hashtag ever. Yes. It really is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, hey, Sam Blair at Revs Blair had to re-listen to the episode to remember how you guys got to hashtag armadillo buttholes. Not a waste of time. Hashtag Metallica Robocop Polly. <laughs> Zach Crater, important combo for the church provided you can get past the hashtag armadillo butthole. Love you guys. Um, uh, at uh, our Eric Riddle at um, Indiana Eric. Um, I think he might know you, Brandon. Yep. You know that guy? Yep. He requested that you come back on the podcast. Nice so, guy. Thanks. So Great it's, guy. It's your fault that he, you're on this uh, episode. It's his fault that you're on this episode. <laughs> he wrote, uh, excellent episode. Um, I've led a mental health ministry for two years. It's refreshing to hear discussion. Oh, cool. Nice. Um, hashtag RoboCop Basinger. Hey. <laughs> yeah, I got one. Yeah, yeah nice. Eric and I are in the same confession group. Nice. Confessing the sins. Nice. <laughs> 
Uh, what are his sins? Let's talk about sins. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, more, I, just, I just wanted to freak him out for a second. More importantly, what are your sins, Brandon? Would you like to? Uh, <laughs> are you re- hey, I, I do have to say, I'll say it really quick. First time I ever did confession group, I brought guys into a room, kind of laid out the foundation of what I was thinking and why we were doing it. Talked about a little Bonhoeffer, read a little James. And then I went on this litany of every sin that I've ever committed, and no one came back the next week. <laughs> <laughs> really? Is that real? That's real. It was the sin of onanism that really got him. <laughs> Thank you very much. I'll be here all week. Hashtag spill the seed. I'm not typing that. Out. Back into oh, it. I am. Um, mm. At uh, the Iowa Hoosier. <laughs> I couldn't help. <laughs> oh my God. All right. I'm like, really glad we did this podcast. The oh. Iowa Hoosier wrote. Mm. Uh, uh, I couldn't help thinking hashtag armadillo buttholes are actually <laughs> armadillo anuses. Hashtag it's pronounced a noose. <laughs> uh, I also couldn't help but think Randy got Randy. Probably made quite a few hashtag girl Randys as well. I uh, loved our hashtag last week, but I was a little sad that it didn't turn out to be Randy spraying it all around. Or spraying what was it last week? That was armadillo. Armadillo buttholes. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It's hard to beat that. I mean, really. He also said that hashtag armadillo butthole sounds like a great uh, name for a pub segment that shares Michael's butt fetish. Oh, I'm not even sure how to respond. To I don't that. even. I, I don't have know. nothing. And then finally, Ron Swanson's daughter, Sarah Kate. <laughs> wrote, Hi, Sarah. Um, uh, gotta say, Pastor's Podcast, um, Genie in a Bottle and Message in a Bottle got nothing on Time in a Bottle. Time in a bottle. If I could put time in a bottle. <laughs> I think I know that, but after that wonderful rendition, I don't yeah. think I want to. Sounds nothing nope. like that. Hard pass on that. Yeah. Thanks. Thank you. Uh, who is? I, I, I know that song. I'm Perry trying to Como. Think. No, it's not Perry Como. <laughs> if I had Brandon doing a spit take on that one, I'm, I'm going to do I'm Jim gonna, Croce. Yeah. Yeah, um, I'm going to do a Perry. Bad, bad, Leroy Brown. Thanks, Baddest Google. man in the whole oh, damn town. town. I'm going to do Badder a... than a whole King Kong. <laughs> I got a really good Meaner one. than a junkyard dog. <laughs> How the hell do you know a Jim Croce song? How do you not know well, that Well, I know song? that. How I do you mean, not know Time in a Bottle? How do you both... You How the hell do you know Time in a Bottle? Because I have you an older brother. Five Iron Frenzy. To- you... <laughs> You got what I need. (laughs) 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 You say he's just a friend, but you say he's just a friend. Oh, baby, you. (laughs) Did you ever hear the the junior high rendition of that? Oh, baby, you. You got a disease. <laughs> you say it's just a rash, <laughs> but it's crawling up your. Oh, baby, you! Oh my gosh! Wow, well, <laughs> that's a deep cut. There. I just went there. <laughs> Nicely done. Yeah. This took a really dark turn. <laughs> really glad we brought Brandon on today. Well, you know, we were stuck on Croce for a while. We were. Yeah. Um, I did have a joke earlier about uh, Perry Como. Como. Uh, I'm going to start a cover band. Um, and it's going to be called Perry Comovers. And we're just going <laughs> to sing Perry Como songs and have our hair combed over to the side. That's, uh, that's wonderful. That's my plan. <laughs> the Perry Comovers. <coughs> All right. Closing time. Uh, rate us on iTunes. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Give us a five-star review. Write some words. Uh, check us out on our website, ingloriouspastards.com. Support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash pastorspodcast. $1 gets you into the pub. 
Um, it's a good place. It's a very, very good place. Now it's time to do hashtags. I've got a bunch. I've only got a couple. Yeah. Three. I've got four. Hashtag 28-year-old Florida man. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like that one. That's like, that's like every news feed yeah, piece I, I kind of like that one. That's pretty uh, good. Hashtag onanism. <laughs> and uh, hashtag spill the seed. <laughs> Thank you very See, much. See, I'm guessing that's already a hashtag. I'm not Probably. sure I want to connect to I that. I had a friend who once had a band called Onan Seed. Wow. <laughs> that's true. Brandon, what they you were really, I bet they band. were really good. Brandon, do you have some? Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, hashtag Jesus Passion Tea. Yeah, buddy, <laughs> I, I have that one. one. I've got nice. that one. Hashtag <clears throat> Cheetos come in strange shapes. Uh, <laughs> Hot take. <laughs> Hot take there. Hashtag Marzipam, the foreign exchange student. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag fresh off the shire hashtag quit reading my notes hashtag Matt is lonely at night <laughs> yes. 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 and hashtag stuck on crochet oh man I got that one too that's really good okay <coughs> oh my gosh I've got uh, Randy about Randy uh Brandon. I have three Brandon-related ones. Uh, I have F.U. Brandon. <laughs> yeah, E.F.F.U. Brandon. I have hashtag political correspondent Brandon Andrus. <laughs> that may be my favorite one. I know. I've, got, I've also got hashtag second coming of Brandon Andrus. Uh, hashtag Luther. Uh, I had hashtag Jesus Passion Tea. Hashtag uh, Twisted Sisters. Uh, hashtag Cherry Pie is a Metaphor. <laughs> Uh, hashtag <coughs> Cheeto Bald Eagle. <laughs> hashtag Shrimp Club. This is from Brandon. Hashtag Amped by ad- Adverbs. <laughs> nice. Yeah. That's good. This <laughs> is a lot funnier when I read it. Hashtag One Peter. <laughs> There's the winner. Shut it down. I'm done. That's it's all I've one got. Peter. That's all I've I got. I think one Peter might lead to other things. I have tag, um, I have uh, also had hashtag stuck on Croce. All right. I got hashtag Brandon adverbs. Uh, hashtag shrimp club. Hashtag shut up. It's striper. Uh, <laughs> hashtag Jesus passion team. Man, that's a lot of good ones. I, I'm going with one Peter. That's freaking great. Can we not do a butt or a dick joke? Can we just... <laughs> are are we, you really asking that we, question after almost 40 I, episodes? This is me. This is me saying, <sighs> maybe we take one week off the dick all right, and butt jokes. All right. What's one that isn't a dick joke? <laughs> I like two. Matt is lonely at night. <laughs> it's very good. But I think my favorite is Marzipam, the foreign exchange student. <laughs> I, I'm kind of on board I like that. political political correspondent Brandon Andrus. <laughs> I like it because of how much I know you hate that. <laughs> I'm okay with good. the Marzipam. That's Let's pretty do good. Marzipan, actually. the foreign exchange student. How do we how do, you, how do we spell that? Marzipan. M A R Z I P A N. The, foreign, the exchange. foreign exchange student. All right, there we go. <laughs> That's really good. I like that. All right, so if you've listened to this podcast in its entirety, again, we apologize. I think we've only been going for about three hours. So. Um, Th- this was, no, seriously, this was really good. I needed yeah. this. I needed yeah, it bad. Really I'm really glad we did a full episode. I needed it, and I'm kind of hoping everybody else did, too. So. I, need, I needed the laughter badly. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, 
So uh, hit us up if you've listened to it all the way through. Hit us up on social media, except for are you guys? So are you? You're not. I don't even bother with Twitter. I'm <laughs> not right. sure what I'm going to be back on. Go ahead so. and hit him up at Polly named Brad. Yeah. He'll check it in 18 years. Yeah, or his children will after he's dead and they're going through, <laughs> rif- rifling through his shit. <laughs> It'll be me. Yeah. You can hit me up at Polly named Brad. <laughs> <laughs> Who was this? <laughs> underscore Daniel underscore Hazel underscore who is this? I think it was tweeting at my father. Who is that? That's your favorite one. I thought uh, I'd throw that in there. Um, yeah, uh, I'm <laughs> at Pastors Podcast. Matt is Polly named Matt. Brandon, are we sharing your your social media handles? Yeah, Polly named Brad. <laughs> you can have all send the all of your f send all of Brad. your fuck yous to <laughs> at Polly named Brad. <laughs> Oh, beautiful. I love um, when I'm going to get on Twitter and there's going to be about 14 people and just for the hell of it, just put fuck you, Brad. Like, that's going to be great. Yeah. I'll, be, I'll be one yeah, of them. Thank you. you. Yeah. Um, love it. Yeah. So, yeah. Like us on Facebook. Oh, don't forget, 40th episode next week. Live. Send questions. 7 p.m. Yep. Uh, Eastern. Um, like us on Facebook right now. Right? Freaking now. Pause it. Write it. Come back for just a tip. And then, uh, and then make sure it, the, the like went through. That way, you can get a, an alert whenever um, we go live next week. Yep. So, can I request for just a tip this week that we don't do the music? You don't want to do the short one because this one's kind of a an actual. Why you gotta tip? ruin it? Why you gotta ruin I by having real? I think this is tips? pretty apt for the the topic. All right, can I laugh? Yeah, it? Well, it's it not be? really funny, but uh, sure. <laughs> I've got a quote from Kurt Vonnegut. Oh, oh sweet, wonderful hooter. Kurt Vonnegut. One of really. Is that where we're, we're landing on that? <laughs> yeah. All right. Maybe we should do a countdown just so we can be quiet. Yeah. Okay. You can play our normal <clears throat> music at the end. No, I don't tell me what to do. Don't tell me how to live my life. <laughs> all right. Let's right go. go ahead, Brad. All right. Hello, babies. Welcome to Earth. Yes. It's hot in the summer and cold in the winter. It's round and wet and crowded. On the outside, babies, you've got a hundred years here. There's only one rule that I know of, babies. God damn it, you've got to be kind. <laughs>